Hello and welcome to another Seismic Cinema podcast. This is our third ranking video, second since we made it an official weekly thing. And I'm joined once again by Mr. Paul. Hello there. How are you? Stop plagiarizing Kenobi there. <laughs> right, so maybe this week's ranking was actually chosen by Paul. So Paul, could you introduce to our listeners and viewers what we're going to be ranking in this podcast? Yeah, well, I thought after last week, uh, you picking the wonderful wizarding world of Harry Potter, I thought we'd go into a bit of a bit of a darker place. So I've chosen the top ten villains in movies according to ourselves. Why is why is Paul always taking us down a dark path? I don't know. I don't know if that says more about me than anything else. I just I empathise with them. I seem to be rooting for the bad guys more than I do the good guys in these movies. Yeah. So it's all movies, no TV shows, and we've just we can literally choose anyone. And I think there will be some interesting picks here, and I'm looking forward to seeing how we compare. Yeah. Who, so, who wants to who wants to start? I think I think you should go first. Right. Okay. Rolling in. Will we rotate? Will you go first? Then I'll go first, and we'll we'll flip it that way. All right. You can keep me right with that one then. Right, you go first this time then. Okay. So rolling at number 10 is probably Die Hard's most iconic bad guy, Mr. Hans Gruber. Which yeah, I've, is never played... seen, I've never seen Die Hard. How can you be a cinema reviewer and you've never seen <laughs> Die Hard? It's on my list. It's on my list. Right, so you need to get that watched, especially at Christmas time. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, so I know. I hear about it every Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So you need to watch that. So Hans Gruber, who is pay- played by... Alan Rickman. Your, your man, Alan Rickman. AKA, yeah, I, knew, I, I knew he was played by Alan Rickman, I just haven't seen the film. Yeah. AKA Snape. Um, yeah. So you've, you've not seen the movie, so I won't spoil it for you, but yeah. uh, he plays the main kind of terrorist uh, trying to take over the Nakatomi Plaza. And I just find, I find his character just very, very charming, very charismatic, but he's also just a real, a real bad guy at heart. It does a lot of questionable things. That really do, just sounds like Snape you're describing. <laughs> uh, he's not quite got the lovely, the lovely dyed black hair, but yeah, um, yeah I, I just find his, I find his character really good throughout, and he, he kind of there's a couple of point times when he plays the victim and stuff like that, and you don't know which way it's going to go, but yeah, I would say he's in my top ten, probably most memorable villains. Well, he, your... is. he literally is in your top 10 because you just mentioned him. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist. Bless them, right, Matt, my number 10 is an interesting one and I don't quite know how you'll how you'll take this. It's not really maybe a classic villain, but his character, his actions and how he behaves and how he treats other people could be considered villainous. Would that be acceptable, Paul? I don't know. I'm going to have to hear the name first, and then I'll. Right, I've the- I've went for <clears throat> Mr. Jordan Belford from The Wolf of Wall Street. Nope, pick another one. Oh, you can't just tell me to pick other ones. <laughs> you said there was a blank canvas. I right. think he's. It's to me. It's DiCaprio's best film. He's an amazing character, but he's not a nice guy, is he? Some of the stuff he does and says, and the way he treats people. 
I would consider that quite villainous. And I thought it was just a wee, and a wee outside one that maybe people wouldn't have thought of. No, I'll get, I'll give you that. It's a bit of a curveball to start off with, so I'm quite interested to see what the rest of your list is going to be like. I just thought that was quite a good idea because, like, it's not. You gave me the idea actually when you spoke about the guy from the internship, and I was like, oh, let's think, think of people that are just maybe not the best people that could be because con- he, he is a bit, he is the villain of the story, isn't he? Really, or to most people, a hero. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> best film, though, by far. Yeah. Right, so number nine, and I actually spent a bit of time looking at different websites and looking for ideas, etc. I went for one that you'll probably laugh at, but I think uh, is quite an evil character and committed uh, a terrible act and is pretty infamous for said act. I went for Scar from The Lion King. Oh, is this the way your list is going, is it? No, not, not, com- not completely, but Scar is Scar, Scar is a villain. Scar did some some, some horrible things. Bonus point for who voiced them? Scar. I probably should know this, but who is it? Jeremy Irons. Okay. So I bet you didn't see Scar coming, Paul, did you? Uh, not really, not really. I thought you. That's an, yeah, that's an iconic cinema moment, though, when he knocks uh, Mufasa off the cliff. Yeah, that is okay. I'll, I'll let you have it. Is villainous? He's actually in a board game called Villainous as well. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so, who's your number nine? My number nine is the Joker from The Dark Knight, played by Heath Ledger. Okay, not uh, the one from the film The Joker. Wacky you know, Phoenix. I didn't actually like that film. Like, did you not? Know? Not I at all. It. I just found it really. Like, I, I didn't like. I think maybe the hype before it got to me, and then I was expecting mm. just to live up to it. But yeah, yeah I, I, can kind of, I can kind of see what you mean. But yeah, Heath Ledger's Joker is a um, is a great character. Again, rest in peace. We've lost a few of these great actors. Yeah, gone too soon. But yeah. So uh, number eight, Paul, do you want to go for that one, or have you got more to say about the Joker? Uh, no, I was just going to say like just as most his character. So unpredictable and just so menacing, but yeah, I seem to say menacing in these reviews a lot. I can't remember. You, you, <laughs> like do, you, just, you just see him walking away from the hospital, don't you? Yep, and that cute wee nurse's uniform. Yes, definitely, definitely suits him. So, Paul, <laughs> you're up for number eight. Uh, number eight is The Family from The Strangers. Have you seen that? Not seen the family from the strangers. No, it's, it's not called the. It's not called. The no, family. no, I, I, I didn't think that's what it was called. Is it called the strangers? It's called the strangers. Yeah. No, I've not seen that. No. It's basically like a home invasion film, and it's uh, like a family, and they all have these like masks. Like the dad's got like a kind of. Well, um, it's a few years old. Right, uh, there, was a, then. there was a sequel a few years ago. I think maybe about two or three years ago, called uh, "Pray at Stop the Strangers Pray at Night." And uh, yeah, I I would say them because it's like a home invasion movie, and they've all got these different masks, but they right. never they never speak of anything, and they just basically try and murder like these different fam- this family or these certain people in the different movies, and uh, yeah, they're 
a wee scary bunch when they get together. So I would say number eight for the Strangers. Cool. Right. I, I don't know if it's riding on a, a wave at the moment. I went for Jack Torrance at number eight. Oh. I don't think there's there's many more iconic movie villains than Jack Torrance. And I don't know if it is just because we've watched The Shining recently, but you must admit he's got some fantastic character moments, memorable lines and scenes. And it isn't the nicest of guys. Nope, definitely not. And like you're saying, I think Jack Nicholson just brings the character to life with his mm. portrayal of him. But yeah, he's definitely, his descent into madness does bring out a, a, a villainous side in him. Are you going to accept that as a submission from me? Well, yes, because it's somewhere on my list too. Oh, spoilers, Paul. <laughs> How would you do that? Sorry. You, ruined the, you ruined the ranking. <laughs> right, so... I'm up for number seven, and I definitely wanted to include at least one Harry Potter character in here. Shock. But it might not be who you expect. Who do you think I put? Well, I was going to say Voldemort until you said that, so I'm going to say Thingy's dad. What's his name? Uh... Oh. What, Malfoy's dad? Nope. I actually went because they, this character is actually in a lot of places hated more than Voldemort. I've actually went for Dolores Umbridge, the, the pink lady herself, who is a bit of a tyrant and makes children write things on their hands in blood. Oh, is that one? Oh, right. Yeah, is that one she makes them write and it scratches into their hands? Yeah. And uh, she's appointed by the ministry and she just turns the school, she like sacks some of the teachers, she invents all these rules, she's very kind of wizard racist and hates anyone who's not like a full-blood wizard and anyone who's non-human. So I thought she was fantastic and really well played by Imelda Staunton, who's going to play the Queen in the new season of The Crown. I don't know if I knew. So I don't so remember I thought, uh, the Harry Potter movies, but I remember that bit, and I remember um, thinking God, yeah. she, she needs to get Somebody needs to disappear her from one of these spells. Uh, she is, uh, she's pretty awful. So I think she is pretty deserving of a number seven slot. I think she's probably the best villain. Uh, special shout out to someone who's not on my special shout out list. Uh, Bellatrix Lestrange was also a great character played by Helena Bonham Carter. Oh yeah, I remember as well, yeah. But we'll, she we'll was stick, quite good. We'll stick with uh, Dolores Umbridge in number seven. So, number seven for me was, I actually put the Overlook Hotel slash Jack Torrance. Okay, the hotel, that's interesting. Yeah, I think that is a, it was like a conduit of evil. And uh, just because, I think in the Doctor Sleep, they were talking about, uh, it's just a place of evil, where the the shining... When Danny went there, they went. It just all the ghosts started feeding off it, and I think it just becomes such an eerie, eerie place. And I think just Overlook Hotel and all its inhabitants, ghost-wise, I would say, it's pretty iconic and just pretty evil in my book. That's a good show having the hotel instead of Jack. Cool. So, Paul, it's you for number six, then. Number six, I have put the collector. Okay. 
I don't know if you've seen that either. I, I hadn't seen it until maybe a couple of years ago. Um, Is that the character of the collector? Yeah, the character is actually called the collector. So from what? It's just called the collector. The character is called the collector from the film The Collector. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. No, like I've not seen that. It's basically a masked man, and he goes into a house and like he collects people, but at the same time he tortures the families and stuff, and maybe traps the houses. And I think if you ever if you ever looking for like a a bit of a gore fest slash horror, I'd maybe give that a bash. Um, it's got quite a few good actors as well in it. There's an actor that's in The Dark Knight. I think it's Bane's right hand man. He's actually the main man in this. Um, but yeah, it's a it's something I'd never actually heard of. But I think it's quite a cult wee film. There's actually The Collector, and then it's got a sequel called I think it's called The Collection. Which I didn't like as much, and then the third movie got cancelled. But I was really looking forward to it coming out. But yeah, I would say the collector number six because it it doesn't say anything in the movies, and you don't know why he's doing it really. But he's just going around like torching people, setting all these horrible, horrible traps. Like they would give Saw run for his money with some of the yeah, Jigsaw run for his money with some of his ingenious traps that he's got, and yeah, number six for me, the collector. Mm-hmm. You need to leave me a list of these. At first, I thought you were talking about the collector from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Benicio del Toro. He's uh, terrifying. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so my number six, and I'm not, I don't find I often get scared by films. And it's it's the older version I'm talking about, not the newer, uh, more rubbish versions. I went for Pennywise the Clown from It. Oh, yes. The, I don't know, have you seen like the original? I've not seen the original yet with oh, Tim Curry. No. <clears throat> I, the, I don't like the modern ones, but see Pennywise in the the original, it's absolutely terrifying. And I'd strongly encourage you to watch it. Right, so not so number six on your left is the old Pennywise? Yeah, Pennywise from like, the first it film. Ah, right, okay, got you. Uh, and, I think it's absolutely terrifying. <clears throat> and I, as I said, I would strongly encourage you to watch it. Yeah, I was listening to some people talk about it. I think it was on the the Wheel of Horror podcast, and they were mm-hmm. saying that the old the old um, Pennywise is a lot creepier. Oh yeah, than the, the first one and then the newer one, but the newer one is more brutal than the old one. Mm, I enjoyed the older one better, I would say. So there's there's one for you, one for you to check out. Aye, oh, I need to, need to binge that. Some other time, I've got a few binges on the go there now. Yep, Clone Wars. Almost done, almost done. They're not at Rebels. You you did number six first, didn't you? I did, yes. So, yeah, uh, so number five. It's me for number five. <clears throat> so my number five was your number nine or eight, whatever one it was. I went for the Joker from The Dark Knight as well. No, all right, okay. Yeah. For fifth, for fifth place. So what um, what made you, what made him sort of high up on your list? He's definitely the best Batman villain, but he's also one of the best kind of superhero movie villains that are, and just just such an iconic performance. And I think his tragic death also, I think it made the performance more special because it was one of his, or was it his last performance? Or it was different. I think it was one of his last. 
Yeah, it's yeah, it definitely one the last because yeah, definitely was. Yeah, and just the recurring scenes, particularly the one with the hospital, that's the one that always kind of stands out. And uh, I'm not, I, I, I enjoy the Christopher Nolan Batman films, and I'm looking forward to seeing the new one at the weekend. I'm not a massive Batman fan, but I, I, the Joker is one of the characters that just comes to mind first of all when you're thinking of iconic villains. Yeah, except the Suicide, suicide Squad Joker. We don't want to talk about him. <laughs> Jared Leto. The... Yeah, aye. It's just weird, but <laughs> that's yeah. that's segueing out of the out of this top ten. Cool. So, Paul, you're up for. So it's my laptop telling me I'm a little battery. I had it on mute earlier, but I couldn't hear you. Remember? So, Paul, you're up for number four then. No, is it? Yeah. Yes, number four. No wait. No, this is your number five, isn't it? Oh yeah, number five. Yes. <laughs> so I have went for Ghostface and the Scream movies. I've still never seen a Scream movie. I'm not doing very well here. Oh, God. So I can't really say much about this. Um, I, did, I did plan to binge them and then go see the new one, remember? But then I couldn't find the first three online and I don't use these dodgy boxes that you use. Uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> um, we'll edit that out. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've, um, I've went for Ghostface because... Uh, He's not the mo- he's not like he's not scary at all, and he's not a very proficient killer. But um, well, you see it when you you see it when you go see them. Like he does all these phone calls, and I think the voices. Go see keep... them, and they're going to really re-release them all in the cinema for me to go see. Hey, you never know. Remastered. <laughs> yeah. Special edition. Um, yeah, I, I just think the way he kind of stalks his victims, I like. Him actually try to kill the main characters, uh, you'll find that he's just he's bollocks at it. I mean, uh, he's terrible at it. I but, may not uh, have seen Scream Paul, but you might remember I used to own a Scream mask back from our childhood for Halloween. Oh yeah, so yeah, he's probably as good. At, he's probably as good trying to kill the main characters as probably you were trying to kill everybody else at <laughs> Halloween. Well, I can just confirm that I never tried to do that. So, <laughs> and I don't right. own a dodgy fire stick. <laughs> yes, we've all we've all got secrets. So that was number five. So Paul, you're first up for number four. Uh, number four, I went from Michael Myers from the Halloween franchise. I've not seen that either. <laughs> Do you even movie, man? Jesus. Yeah. Although I did watch the new uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the weekend, and it was absolutely horrendous. Well, watch the original. Uh, Halloween. I don't um, mind if you, if you spoil things, but I I am getting more into my horror these days with our our recent reviews, so I might end up watching these things. Yeah, I'd watch I'd watch old Halloween because it's kind of a classic. But make me make me a list. This is why Seismic Cinema works, Paul, because we'll get some contrasting views and experiences <laughs> when it comes to movies and TV. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, definitely check it out because obviously new Halloween movies are coming out as well. The no, they're not remakes, they're what are they called? Resequels or something. They're better than the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre because that was so bad. They are, but they're not much better. But they are. They're, so, they've got so, they've got more of a plot. <laughs> it's so bad. Anyway, I digress. So Michael Myers. Michael Myers for number four. Right. My number four I'm going to get a, a lot of abuse for, but I've got reasons. 
I'm listening. Number four, I went for Darth Vader. Dun, dun, dun. So there's a few lines of thought here. Look, he... you don't need to defend yourself. You don't need no, to that's you the point. Point. I need to my choices. At one point, he would have been absolutely top, but they've went under the the mask, so to speak, of Vader so much, and the the prequels and the Clone Wars. Although they often consider Darth Vader and Anakin different characters, they're not. They're the same person. And to me, he's more of a tragic character than than a villain. But his villainous aspects before he unraveled, like from the uh, original trilogy, cements his place in my kind of top five. But I just can't consider Vader a pure villain anymore. Do you, do you get where I'm coming from there? But he killed the younglings. Answer my question. Do you get where I'm coming from? And that he uh, he's just been so humanized with a lot of the content that I can't just view him as a pure villain anymore. Uh, I, I see. I see where I'm coming from. But at the end of the day, he killed loads of children. He he a villain. He bad. Yeah, he's on the list, but I couldn't put him top because I feel like he's not a pure villain. It's okay. I shall respect your. Respect your choice. choice. <laughs> right, so number... What's your number four then? Oh, no, that was your number four, wasn't it? Yeah, you're on to your number three now. I'm on to my number three. Right, my number three I've picked because they are very complex. They're very... They've got a great presence and they're very foreboding and you worry about them, but you also understand them a wee bit because hashtag Thanos was right. Excuse me? <laughs> um, so yeah I picked Thanos I think he's definitely the best villain in the MCU he has reasons no matter how kind of mental they are about why he does things I think he can mix it with the best of the Avengers and I still haven't recovered from them taking him out in the first five minutes of Endgame but anyway they use time travel and all that kind of jazz so yeah I picked Thanos Interesting, interesting. I quite, I, I did like Thanos, but I, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't find him. I just thought he was very misguided of what he was like taking out half the universe. Why not just make double the resources with your fancy dancy Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah, that's a fair point. Just, but to me, like. When I think of the MCU, he is like he is the standout for me anyway. Yeah, he's the iconic kind of bad guy for the for the, the franchise, isn't he, so far, so but yeah. There might be more to replace him in the next phases coming, hopefully. Possibly. So what's your number three? So my number three is probably someone along the same line as you, but totally different. Uh, I went for a character called General Hummel and the movie called The Rock. Have you seen that? It's an older film. It's an older action film with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. I've not seen The Rock, no. So it's a it's a very it's a military kind of film. But basically he's played by Ed Harris and General Hummel. Ed Harris, that means sounds familiar. Uh it's in loads of films. Uh I can't even think think of any right now off the top of my head, but he's in loads and loads of films. Um but basically He's the villain of the the movie. He's uh, a general that goes rogue, and right. he takes over 
Alcatraz with loads of uh, chemical rockets with a, I think a platoon of rogue marines as well and he's threatening to fire the rockets onto San Francisco unless he gets paid I can't remember how much it is but basically it's like a million dollars for every family of every man that's died under his command through all the different conflicts I see so he's quite a he's, he is the bad guy of the film but he's doing it for kind of all the right reasons yeah. Because when it comes down to it, he's not willing to fire the rockets. Spoilers if you've not seen it. He's not willing to, he's not he's not willing to fire the rockets. So it shows he's still like kinda he's still a good guy. Um, but yeah, he's quite a complex character because you can tell he's just full of honour, full of integrity, but he's doing this terrible thing of kidnapping all these tourists on Alcatraz and holding a city a hostage kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I would say he was the main. He's probably the main villain of it, but he's also doing it for the right reasons. So I put him high on my list because he was kind of a complex kind of bad guy. He's not your kind of run of the mill, stabby stabby killer, or you're running the mill, just doing things for this like the sake of it kind of thing. You went a lot more niche than me in this podcast. Sorry, no, that's okay. <coughs> Interesting. I looked up he, the first film in his Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. He was in the, the firm, the Tom Cruise legal thriller that I watched yeah. uh, last year at one point. He's in that. And he's a German sniper at Enemy at the Gates. I remember that as well. Just a great film, Paul. If you've, you might have seen it, uh, A Few Good Men. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've not seen the whole thing, though. Give it a watch. It's a great film. No worries. They, they, reference it, they reference it in suits all the time. You want mm-hmm. me on that wall. You need me on that wall. I remember the bit. I love your impressions in these podcasts. They're so on point. <laughs> right, right um, so I went first for number three. So, Paul, you're first for number two. Right. I have gone for The Thing from the movie The Thing. <laughs> <laughs> you like films that have names that for the film and the character, don't you? Oh, makes it easier to remember. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've went, I went and I think we definitely need to watch this or review it at some point because I, I really like this movie. Um, yeah. Where's that? I'm not, not going to tell you much about it, but basically, like the main theme of it is like paranoia. Uh, and when I watched it, I watched this as a wee kid. And is that why like, you turned out the way you did? Yeah, it's just a paranoid mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> the and the the special effects, the practical effects on it, and uh, and the acting as well. But mostly it's the practical effects and the even the even the set as well. Like everything just makes it feel so like claustrophobic, and oh, it's just it's a it's a really kind of masterclass film to watch. So I think we should watch it at some point. But yeah, that's my number two. The thing from the thing. Cool. My number two. And I did, did take me a little, quite a lot of time to, to do these placements. And again, they'll probably change next time I do them. I went for Mr. Sheev Palpatine. Ah. Because mm. although Vader's the, <clears throat> not, not quite an anti-hero, but kind of, you have your sympathies for him at times. Palpatine is just pure evil and a, and a genius at that. And 
the version I've wrote down was Return of the Jedi. That's like the most iconic version for me. I don't I didn't quite like the look of him in Revenge of the Sith. I thought it was maybe a wee bit because you see him see him with his hood down, it's maybe a wee bit different, but he's just clever, he's just once like always two steps ahead of everybody. Uh we won't talk about his uh, appearance in the Rise of Skywalker because that was the somehow Palpatine has returned, some of the worst writing I've ever heard. But um Palpatine and uh, Return of the Jedi, to a lesser extent, Revenge of the Sith is up there with the most iconic villains. Apart from the battlefront where he where he just kind of floats about it's weird. Did I just hear you do a bit of sequel bashing now? Just I, I like a lot of aspects of the sequels, but I won't deny the writing's bad, particularly the Palpatine bit, because they they could never ruin Palpatine. He's, he's that great a character, but yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. Big shout out to Ian McDermott. They played it really well. Yes, we still love you. He's not so, watching, so that's why we can. You, you never know. He may be one of the the 20 that sometimes watch our <laughs> yes thank you to our 20 by the way <laughs> the famous 20 right so that's my number two so i think i might know who your number one is you probably don't know who my number one is now actually uh i'm gonna say you're all right okay do, do you want to guess oh, so... no okay oh, okay i think yours is vader because it'd be a bit weird if you didn't put him in, in your top 10 at all why you know, I'm not some sort of puppet that well, conforms to society uh, and thinks Vader should uh, be number one. Answer the question: Is Vader? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, I can, I can, I just, I mainly put it on the basis of when I, when I was a wee kid, he was like the iconic bad guy. He was like the one that everybody feared. He's just got the coolest voice ever, and yeah, I just think he, just over over my life wise, he's probably most iconic. Like as soon as we said villains, my head went to Vader, kind of thing. It did, it did for me too. But when I thought about it, just because we know so much about Anakin now, we've seen so much of him that I found it hard to put him at number one. Yeah, I it, think they looked him a bit as a villain. Yeah, like he's not, he's not this, like he's not the scariest. He's not like he is the. Scary, though. He is quite scary, but he's not this the scariest. He's not the most unstoppable. He's not. Like all these different things, he's just the most iconic for me. So that's why he got up to number one for me. What about you? Number one. My number one in it. This isn't really a spoiler because even if you've not seen the film, you're aware of this. Uh, you've not seen Spider-Man: No Way Home, but it just it kind of clenched something for me that the Green Goblin. Norman Osborn is absolutely fantastic, and you'll you'll know he's in this film because you've you'll you've heard about it or seen in the trailer, um. But also in the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man, I think um, Norman Osborn slash Green Goblin is fantastic. Just his acting going between the two different characters and the laugh, I just think he's one that immediately came to mind for me. Yeah, he plays deranged very well, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm surprised he's not on your list actually. To be fair, I've wrote down a couple of things and then I've actually realised I've not put them on. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think the Green Goblin's up there with one of the best movie villains. You know what? I like, I like that because I remember watching the first Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and I thought he was a really good bad guy as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I like he's, that. He's uh, aged well. So I've got a wee list of honourable mentions, Paul, but we, 
Will we share them? Yep, on you go, bud. Do you want to do one up? and I'll do one? Or... Yeah, how many have you got? I've only got one, two, uh, three. Oh, I've only got three. I thought I had more. Never mind. I've, I've got three. nine. Well, I, um, just, I, I won't describe them or anything, but I'll just batter through them and then you can share yours at the end. Sure, on you go. Right, number one, you will find this one funny, but uh, thingies from uh, childhood. Cruella DeVille from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. No, wrong film. Uh, 101 Dalmatians. Oh, so almost perfect. Almost perfect. What, when I got it wrong? Yep. But uh, I remember her being absolutely horrific when I was a kid. Uh, I've got two from Toy Story, actually, that I wanted to put in but didn't put in. Lotso from um, Toy Story 3. Yep. The bear. But then I thought he was a wee bit too much of a sympathetic villain when you hear his backstory. Uh-huh. Um, Sid, Sid would have been a good show. I put Stinky Pete. I thought he was really kind of cold and cruel. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, this guy could have made it, but is a wee bit too much of a nice guy sometimes. Magneto. Ian McKellen's um, Magneto. Oh, Ian McKellen. I was going to say, is yeah. Ian McKellen or Michael Fassbender? This character, if he was in more films, would have probably clinched at Darth Maul. But yeah. Developed more in the Clone Wars and Rebels, but they've been in the actual films more. Uh, one that I just remember being terrified of a kid, the Danny DeVito's Penguin. <laughs> you terrified me? I was even terrified of him when I was a kid. Um, so That's that was such a weird one to go Yeah, I know. Uh, quite an underrated villain and not really ha- ha- rated that highly. I really liked Ultron from Age of Ultron. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was quite I thought he was quite menacing. Um second last one I went for was a uh, President Snow from the Hunger Games film. Um, thingy Suther- Donald Sutherland. Yeah, I thought he was pretty like kind of cold and calculating and uh, kind of good, good tactics. And the last one, why can't I read what that says? Because you're oh, handwriting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lucius Malfoy, who you mentioned earlier, actually. Oh, I thought you'd had Voldemort somewhere on there. No, I don't I don't rate film Voldemort. I don't no. think, I don't I think Ray Fine's a good actor, but I don't think the I don't think the the, the character great in the film. Plus Voldemort can't even take over the high school, so he's not actually that great about Okay. Anyway, what, what was your three? Oh, my three. I actually meant to put this in somewhere in my top ten, so I don't know how I managed to. I've scribbled it out so many times and redone it. Um, I put the shark from Jaws. Okay. Yeah. Because he's just a, a looming presence throughout the whole film. Yeah. Great. And fun fact: Steven Spielberg nicknamed him nicknamed nicknamed him Bruce. Bruce the shark. Yeah, she knew Bruce that. After his lawyer, Bruce Raymer. But anyway, mm-hmm. okay. We... <laughs> um, my second one was the T one thousand from Terminator Two, played by Robert Patrick. Have you seen Terminator? Yeah. Mm, I want to say yes, but no. <laughs> I, I do have a list of loads of things I want to watch, so I'm working on it. Yeah. So I'm that one, guess. and then uh, uh, Silva. From Skyfall, I think it's Javier Bardem that plays him. Right, okay. I put him. There, I've lost track. Down. I've seen like a lot of James Bond films, but I actually lose track of. They all kind of merge into one for me, so I sometimes forget which ones I've seen and which ones I haven't. Uh, if you've seen a train flying through a tunnel, 
wall in that skyfall. That sounds like every single James Bond film. Ah, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that's us done our top 10 movie villains, and it was quite an interesting. So just quickly, just going to... So mine was Jordan Belford, Scar, Jack Torrance, Dolores Umbridge, Pennywise, the Joker from The Dark Knight, Darth Vader, Thanos, Palpatine from Return of the Jedi, and the Green Goblin. And my top 10 were... I'll just drop my phone there. Uh, my top 10 were Hans Gruber from the Die Hard franchise, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker from The Dark Knight, The Strangers from The Strangers, The Overlook Hotel slash Jack Torrance from The Shining, The Collector from The Collector series, Ghostface from The Scream series, Michael Myers from The Halloween series, General Hummel from the movie The Rock, The Thing from The Thing, and Darth Vader from the Star Wars franchise. Very nice. So I hope everyone enjoyed listening to our top 10 movie villains. And if you didn't, you're also one of the villains and you'll be on our next list. <laughs> so oh, just to uh, finish oh, off, on. honorable mention Vladimir Putin. No, you just <laughs> politicise the podcast. We'll, 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 move, we'll move on from that. Uh, so, just to remind you where you can find us, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also find our podcast on the likes of Spotify, Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and we've also got our increasingly less shiny YouTube channel. And after criticising Paul's uh, attempt to this the last time I've probably forgotten something there so that was our top 10 movie villains our next review is that will be coming up will be the review of the new Batman film and then it's my turn to do our next ranking podcast come up with the idea I've already decided we're going to look at the top 10 movie and TV uh, soundtracks so we're each going to separately come up with our suggestions like we did here and compare them so hopefully you'll check that uh, podcast and video out as well so we're seismic cinema we believe in the power of escapism this helped us escape reality for another 30 minutes or so um, and i was joined by paul as always yep been a pleasure as always and we hope to see you soon